Hello, listeners. It's been a long time, and uh, welcome back to the Music That Made Us podcast. This has been Davis, and flying solo here. It's going to be for a while. This is a sort of an informal podcast, not really talking about a specific album today. Just kind of flying with the breeze today. Going to talk a little bit about this and a little bit about that. Just kind of what I've been doing here lately. I've been doing some things, uh, some things that have uh, involved a uh, little bit of music. Um, going to tell you why we've been away, and I'm going to give you some uh, ideas about some things to listen to here while uh, it before we get back to. Uh, doing an album a week or two albums every other week or however it is we decide to get back to it when we get to it. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to try to do solo uh, in between. But uh, let's start off with why we've been away. Uh, We've had some uh, health issues and some personal issues uh, arise here with uh, both of us. Uh, I'm finally to a point where I think I can record a little bit here and there, uh, enough to I can get us back on our feet and hopefully start getting some of the listeners back or uh, try to regain your attention before you give up on us all together. Uh, Carthy's still going to be a little ways before he can get back. Uh, there's a lot going on in his household. And he's, uh, he's not able to come back yet. So uh, just keep your thoughts with, with him if you can. Uh, if you're a praying individual, just give you know, a few prayers his way. But in the meantime, um, I was able to get, a little, get away for a couple of days and do some, uh, some soul-searching, some thoughts to myself. And I uh, took a drive up to Cleveland. Ohio, and uh, for those of you who live here in North Carolina and the South, have seen nothing but rain and mud all winter. I went and saw some actual snow. It was quite beautiful. Saw frozen Lake Erie, which was very cool for someone who lives in the South and doesn't really see frozen bodies of water often. And also went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame which is something I've always wanted to do and was spectacularly cool. I loved it. Uh, finding out that if you go, I guess, uh, I don't know how often they change it, but they do change the things that are inside. So if I were to go back, say, the summer, things will be completely different on the inside, and I would see all kinds of different stuff. Some of the things I saw were, um, since it was February when I went, it was Black History Month, they had um, all kinds of things about uh, the blues and the starts of uh, blues turning into uh, rock and roll, the the very beginning of uh, how it all started, and a good little bit about, um, let's see, who was somebody I saw? James Brown was uh, represented pretty well in there. And uh, I got to see um, Michael Jackson's glove and the outfit he was wearing when his hair caught on fire during the Pepsi commercial. 
That was kind of interesting. Uh, see, I saw ZZ Top's drum kit with uh, buffalo hair all over it, which is very ZZ Top if you follow them at all. I saw a big hairy drum kit far away. I'm like, what on earth is that? And I got up and it said ZZ Top, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It was just a lot of cool stuff. Uh, if you're a rock and roll fan, a music fan, any kind of just like music altogether, just go see it. It's it's a really cool place. Uh, it's a architectural marvel. It's right on the lake. It's directly next to Progressive Field where the Browns play. Uh, Cleveland is actually a beautiful city. Great little town. Easy to walk. It was it was a good little trip. Well, here in Musicland, we've had uh, a few uh, things happen. First, let's talk about Billie Eilish. Her on Apple TV Plus, we had a, a Billie Eilish movie release. It was a documentary about the past, uh, see, what was it, uh, past two years of her life. Um, I was able to watch that. And it ended with her winning five Grammys, which I'm not sure if she it was that well deserved. She she's a very good artist. I have to admit I haven't looked to see what her competition was, but she deserves some of those. I have never watched a documentary and thought to myself, that person needs to be hugged and reassured that life is going to be okay as much as I did watching that. She was turning 17 as it started and as it finished she was getting ready to turn 19. And as I watched it, I realized that my child is turning 13, Carthy's daughter's 13, pretty much all of my friends have children that are teenagers, turning teenagers, have been teenagers, and I'm realizing that this actually might be the hardest time in history, or at least recent history, to be a teenager. And that's something that I don't, I'm not sure most parents understand, and I think it's got a lot to do with the technology, and not necessarily the fact that they have it, it's the fact that they want to be liked. It was different for us growing up in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, that we didn't have that urge to be liked by people we didn't necessarily know. If you had them at school, either people liked you or they didn't. There was a bully, there might have been a bully. You might have had someone call at your house and be mean to you. But you didn't have these all these random people being mean to you on the internet. And um, that was an overwhelming flow in that documentary, was uh, Billy dealing with people being mean to her on the internet and her having a hard time dealing with it. And her parents seemed to do a very good job with it. I was very impressed by her father especially. Um, when she got her license and she went out for the first time, her dad going and talking with her before she left the driveway, that was probably one of the best uh, fathering moments I think I've ever seen. I was very impressed by that. It was uh, 
reminded me perhaps of uh, family ties growing up. <laughs> but uh, if you have a chance to check out that documentary, I would do it. Uh, I do not like all of her music. I do like some of it. My wife hates it all. That's because I think my wife's getting old and she refuses to admit it. Uh, I can I can get I can get down with some of it. Uh, I can listen to it with my with my kid in the car. It doesn't bother me. It's okay. Some of it's just not good. <laughs> but for the most part, she is. I think she's the wave of the future, and she is what our parents would have called alternative. So she is the new alternative music, and she is a band. Because there are two people. There's her and her brother. And if we go by the old uh, church adage, two people make a church, well then two people make a band. And we're going to go with that, in my opinion. And that's going to lead me into my next point. Adam Levine, he can, he can shut his face, saying that uh, there aren't any bands anymore. Well, I did a little research. Yeah, there there aren't any bands really in pop music per se. And he might think that especially because he's a uh, a host on a uh singing show. I think it's The Voice. I I believe he's on. I'm not sure if he was ever on American Idol or not. And then if you look at his band, the turnover ratio for that band is ridiculous. What is he? I think he's he's Maroon 5. And it ought to be Maroon 20 by now. Um, it's ridiculous. He, uh, I don't know what he's looking at. Perhaps he's just looking at the fact that he's judging a singer to be a singer and not a person in a band. There are lots of bands still out there. There are lots of bands that have been around for only five years three years, two years. Yes, there's bands that have been around forever, like the Rolling Stones. Uh, there are bands that are still touring, like the Stones. Like, uh, actually, I believe the Who still go around every now and again, just the, the two that are still alive. Uh, you still every now and again see Paul McCartney out here hobbling around. Yeah, there are these old Tommy people that are still out here doing it. Uh, yeah, Kiss, they're finishing up after 48 years. They're in on their last little bit. Um, what All these people like that are doing it. But then you have people like um, Cage the Elephant. They've been around for... They've won two Grammys for Best Rock Group. And they've been around for maybe... Not, not, not quite 10 years, I want to say. Um... And you got Fallout Boy. They're, they've been around for a little while, but they've not been around for 15 years. There, there are bands out there. He's just not looking. There are, there are obscure bands as well. I, and then Gene Simmons popping in, Rock's Dead. People have been saying that since the 90s. Actually, I think people have been saying that since music started to stream. Um, streaming has definitely hurt music, and I believe rock and roll has been hurt. That's how you most people attribute music to. They most people think rock and roll music, because other than blues, which kind of rolls into rock, that's how you attribute music to. 
everything else kind of morphed out of that. So, yeah, uh, rock isn't dead. People are still making music. People are making all kinds of music. And But traditional rock and roll is not dead. Uh, I said, I've said this before. I said this in one of our very first couple of podcasts. A band out of Michigan, Greta Van Fleet, they are the epitome of rock and roll. And they're releasing an album. I think it comes out in April. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. They they won a Grammy in uh, 2019, I believe. They are a spectacular band. The lead singer has been said that he sounds a little bit like uh, uh, Robert Plant. But uh, he says he sings that, he projects his voice that way to get over the rest of the instruments in the band. It's three brothers and then a friend, a lifelong friend is what it is, which is really cool. And they are excellent. They're one of my favorites. And then another big band that I listen to all the time is uh, Whiskey Myers, and they're out of Texas. They are uh, not quite traditional rock and roll. They're they're a little bit uh, country in that. They're really good, too. They had an album come out 2019, late in the year, and then they were going to go tour, and COVID kind of ruined that. I was able to catch a um, one of those virtual concerts that they did. There were quite a few of those come, came around during the middle of the summer, and they did one. It was only an hour long, but during the middle of it, there was a drum solo, and they have two drummers. Not a lot of bands do that anymore. And the second drummer jumped up and did the uh, the thing that Real Farrell does, and they gotta have more cowbell. Saturday Night Live, he got up and just did that entire little performance in the middle of the concert, and apparently the rest of the band didn't know he was going to do it because the lead singer's mouth kind of dropped open and looked kind of confused, <laughs> and then they kind of caught on. It was it was real funny, and it was cool. I enjoyed that. So they have a sense of humor. They're a pretty good band, and they've got like four or five albums out, maybe. Check them out, too. Somebody else I've been listening to is uh, Sturgill Simpson. He's more of a, uh, definitely an outlaw country musician. Um, his first couple of albums were definitely into that outlaw country vein. Uh, his last, his last two albums actually were, were bluegrass, but right before that, the last one that he released was a rock album, pure rock. And it, it's actually in the 2021 Grammy rock category. And it, it's it's heavy. It's real heavy, and it's a it's a good album. So he's kind of all over the place. He's got a lot of influences, and he's he's really cool. He's uh he's actually into anime. That uh, Sound in the Fury is the name of that rock album, and he released an anime uh, video album to go along with it. It's on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. I'm but I'm not into anime. But I'm going to get around to it one of these days. It sounds cool because it got the whole soundtrack of the album. And the album's pretty pretty hardcore. Alice Cooper has a new album out, Detroit Stories. Now, I'm not sure everybody knows Alice Cooper's story. Started out in L.A. 
same time the doors were popping and the mamas and the papas and all this stuff and Alice Cooper just could not get footing and he was just kind of floundering so he packed up moved to the Motor City and he just got a massive following there and that's how he became or actually that's actually how he got famous that's how he just became anything so this album is sort of a uh, a throwback to that. Um, he says that the the songs are sort of like stories that happened then. I don't find the album that good. It actually is probably his best album since the, probably the mid '90s, but that's not saying much because he hasn't really made a good album <laughs> since the mid '90s. Uh, they just aren't any good anymore. He had like a constrictor was good, and that came out in like eighty six, maybe eighty seven. And then see, he had that one good one in the mid nineties, and poison on it. And then he's kind of phoned it in for a while. He he tried hard on this one, but I don't know. Maybe I need to give it another listen. You guys can give it a shot if you want. I don't recommend it. But if you're an Alice Cooper fan, you'll like it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Cooper fan, but an, an old Alice Cooper fan. I like the original stuff. Those first six, seven albums are just awesome. But when he gets really good and wet with uh, the Budweiser, which was his drink of choice, he just kind of kind of lost it. And it took him a while to get it back. And, uh, yeah, he's just just not the same guy. Another guy that I like a lot, I don't know if you guys know him or not, but Steve Earle, uh, Copperhead Road. Everybody knows that song. Steve Earle is probably one of the best songwriters in American history. He, That man can write a song. He has a new album coming out. Uh, this year, the next couple of months, that uh, is uh, dedicated to his son, um, who died November, maybe, of uh, a heroin overdose with fentanyl, um, because you know, Steve Earle used to be a pretty heavy drug user, and... Apparently his son inherited that trait, and he's battled that his entire life. His name was uh, Justin Towns, and he was also a musician. He had like a couple albums out. One of them was very highly awarded. I'm not sure if it was uh, a Grammy or not, but it did win some awards. And this album he has coming out is called uh, I don't think it's called JT for Justin Justin Towns Justin Towns Earl was his name and um, it probably will be on the sadder side but usually most of uh, Steve's songs that are sad usually have a pretty good hook in them a man plays I think pretty much every instrument there is that has a string on it it should be a good album to listen to. I've been into a more of a Americana tone here recently, as you can tell with my uh, 
Sturgill Simpson and uh, Bluegrass albums I've been listening to. So uh, I do look forward to that. Um, you know, uh, who is it? Lana Del Rey has a uh, country album coming out. I'm not sure if you know her, but she's kind of in the vein of Florence and the Machine. Uh, Lana Del Rey is a pop singer who uh, is also a Grammy Award winner. She uh, won back in, I think, uh, 2015, 16 or something like that. Uh, just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. And, you know, most of these people are, are, are bands. They just start off with their name. They have a band. They don't just hire hired guns. So, uh, you know, suck it, Adam Levine. As always, I will listen to Shooter Jennings about every day if I have a chance because Shooter Jennings and the 357s are probably one of the best bands there are. The man is spectacular. That is Waylon Jennings' son. He sings it all. He's a great, great person. And anytime I am leaving a town, a state, a country, and heading back here to good old North Carolina, I gotta pop it in and listen to Gone to Carolina on my way home because that off of Electric Radio. That's a good song to listen to on my way home. So talk about covers. Um, what I've been listening to, things that I might recommend or don't recommend, and some of the things that I've heard going on in music and have a little bit of an opinion on. So what have I got planned coming up? solo-wise here, uh, because like I said, we're not ready to get back into our uh, talking about the actual albums that made us, the music that made us. Uh, I did a Christmas uh, songs ranking back throughout the, uh, was it all of December? Or I think I started not long after Thanksgiving. I'm not sure if you followed me, but I, I did it on our Instagram and our Facebook pages. It didn't make it on the Twitter. And I had a lot of fun doing that. But doing that on Facebook and Instagram every day did get a little tiresome, a little tedious. You know, some days I missed it, so some days had two at <laughs> a back-to-back. Some days had three because there at the very end, I, I think I put out uh, three and two on the same day, and then on the last day, I, Christmas morning, I put out the number one song. Um, I know some of them I put out videos for. Some of them I did not. It depended on what the song was. So I kind of like that ranking. You know, that's one of the articles I always tend to read, is how, what people rank. How, what, how do they rank the best singers, the best guitarists, you know, the best songs, the best albums from, you know, certain groups, certain time periods. So I've kind of been thinking about doing something like that. You know, a little bit, di something different each time. Not necessarily, you know, okay, today I'm going to talk about the best guitar players. And so I'm going to rank them. And then next time I'm going to do the best drummers. And then do the best singers. I'm not, no, I'm not going to do that. Or, you know, today I'm going to do, this. I'm going to talk about the number one drummer of all time. That's what I'm going to talk about. And then maybe next time I'll talk about the second best drummer. Uh, maybe something similar. I might spend one day talking about who I think's the best drummer and why I think they're the best drummer. 
That doesn't mean the next time I'm going to come in talking about who I think is the second. I'm going to mix it up on you. So keep you tuning in. Got to keep you guessing a little bit. But it's definitely going to be in a list pattern. And it will be about uh, people. It will be about albums. It will be about songs. It could be about soundtracks to movies. It could be about a few of these things. It just depends on how long I have to go solo until we get uh, back to doing this together. I'm hoping we get back to doing this together, what is this, hopefully by April. Hopefully is what I'm hope. I think, but I'm not sure. Man, I hope it's not May. Golly, I hope it's not May. That would really suck. But we, I've got the research done on the next two. We had Kiss and Van Halen ready, ready to go. And then our worlds fell apart. But, mm. And then we were getting ready to have the, have the next four discussed amongst ourselves and ready to start doing the research on those. So basically, we were about six... We were too too ready, and the next four were forming in our minds. So we were we were we were locked and loaded pretty much. And then, damn, man, life sucks sometimes. But you do what you've got to do, and to keep this ball rolling in the way we want, I've I've got to do something. So we're going to give this a shot. Maybe you'll listen, maybe you want, maybe this will suck, maybe it'll be great, maybe it'll be mediocre. I don't know, but we're going to find out. So, keep an eye open on your podcast app for a little one to pop up saying you got a new podcast from Ben. Or just keep your ears open, maybe you'll see something. Maybe you'll hear something. It'll be sooner than later. So, remember... You can always get a hold of me via email at themusicthatmadeus at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Uh, I posted a few things today. Uh, it's the first time I've done it in a little while. It was a couple of guys uh, playing electric cellos, which I hadn't seen before, with Steve Va on guitar. And they were dueling cello versus guitar, which was pretty cool. And uh, that's uh, facebook.com slash... Ben Davis and Carthy. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram. We are the music that made us. And we're on there. Uh, Twitter. There's a Twitter handle. It's not active. Working on doing some better stuff with Twitter. So check us out on those uh, couple of things. Email me. Be active on our social media. Contact me. I'll interact with you. Come on, do something with me. All right, talk to you next time.